Hello everyone, this is Fahim Jackson, and this is episode 118 of my podcast show, In The Know. This podcast is aimed at trying to guide people through the world with a variety of topics. I'm also using this platform to ask questions, try my best to answer questions of the viewpoints of the world around me. The following episode introduction speech is for the topic of today. And that introduction speech <clears throat> is regarding is religion or which religion is in jeopardy of dying off. As I look around the world, I see the changes in our world. One of those changes is that I spoke about it in prior episodes, but I would try to elaborate in this episode and that is regarding religion dying out. Not just a religion, but which religion would die off first if possible. That sounds hard to hear. Yet we are in a society where there is a decline in the religious interests of a populace, or should I say interest from a generation which is America's biggest generation. And the interest is going down from there, especially since our elders are now baby boomers and they're dying off. So who's to preserve our way of life, which for the longest has been a religious connection? Because it is necessary from an inspirational standpoint. Well, in this episode, we'll aim at trying to figure out if religion could die off in society, but could potentially be the first to disappear. So sit back and enjoy. Let's start off with Judaism. What is Judaism? Going back nearly 4,000 years, Judaism is a monotheistic religion. It was through ancient prophets that God presented himself to the people. They believe God has established a covenant with the people and communicates through the prophets. A belief where the people are rewarded through good deeds and while also punishing the bad deeds. Most Jews believe their Messiah will return, but has yet to show his face. The group's holy place of worship is in a synagogue, with their spiritual leaders being the rabbi in these places of worship. And as with any religion, there's a symbol which represents the faith. The, the symbol is the six-pointed star of David. The group comprises of a population of nearly 14 million, mostly in the United States and Israel. The holy book from which Jews read from is the Torah, the first five books of the Tanakh. With that said, then what about the founder of the belief? Well, Jews believe that God made a covenant with Abraham that he and his descendants would have a great nation. Jacob, Abraham's grandson, took the name Israel and in his place would be called the Israelites. Over a thousand years after Abraham, the prophet Moses would lead his people from Egypt after being held as a slave for hundreds of years. And it was at Mount Sinai where God revealed to Moses the Ten Commandments. What about Christianity? What is Christianity? With more than 2 billion followers, this is the most widely practiced religion. The life is centered in the life, death, and resurrection of Christ, which today a lot of historians believe that Christianity is one of the most, if not the most successful spiritual mission in history. The belief system of the Christian faith is a monotheistic belief that is based around the belief that God created the heavens and the earth. There are three parts of Christianity that stems from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The hell belief is that Jesus was sent to earth to save the world and was crucified on the cross for his proclamation and was resurrected three days later. As with Judaism, Christians themselves are awaiting the second coming of the Messiah. The book that is pivotal for the faith base is the Holy Bible, and it outlines the rules, discipline, teachings, instructions for how followers should live their lives. Christians and Jews also both align with the Old Testament. While the New Testament is Christian-centered, 
The symbol that is used for Christians is the cross. As for the holidays that are celebrated, there's Christmas, which acknowledges the birth of Christ, and Easter, which celebrates his resurrection. As for a key figure, Jesus Christ was the man who was born between 2 BC and 7 BC. Not much is known about his childhood, but scriptures detail how Jesus was born in Nazareth and fled with his mother and father from persecution. He was raised Jewish and go, and the goal was to reform Judaism, not create a new religion by himself. At the age of 30 years old, he started his ministries after being baptized in the Jordan River by the John the Baptist. Over the years, Jesus spoke and led people, but ultimately met his demise when he came across Roman governor Pontius Pilate, who had him crucified. Jesus was laid to rest, then resurrected three days later. Now let's move on to Islam. What is Islam? This is the second largest religion in the world, within 1.8 billion followers. It is the youngest religion, set around 7th century. During the time of the Prophet Muhammad's life, the religion started in Mecca, in modern-day Saudi Arabia. The very term Islam means submission to God. Muslims, like Christians and Jews, follow a monotheistic God. Muslims also believe that the word of God, or Allah in Islam, presented himself to the angel Gabriel to Prophet Muhammad. Muslims respect the names and prophets that stand with Judaism and Islam. Abraham, Moses, Noah, and Jesus. The places of worship for Muslims are mosques, with the holy book being the Quran, along with another book known as the Hadith. Well, let's go into the who Muhammad was and where he is from. He was born in Mecca in Saudi Arabia in 570 AD. At the year of 1613, Muhammad started his preachings to the people to convince them Allah is the only God and they must turn themselves over to him. In the year 622, he traveled to Mecca from Medina. He traveled to Medina from Mecca with his followers known as Hijra, which marks the beginning of the Islamic calendar. It would be seven more years until Muhammad would return to Mecca and conquer it with his followers, where he would die until seven until 632. There's a system set up called the Caliphate system, which was established after Muhammad died. The first caliph was his uncle Abu Bakr, the prophet Muhammad's uncle. During the first four caliphs, Muslims took over mass areas of the Middle East, Syria, Palestine, Israel, I mean Syria, Palestine, Iran, and Iraq. In addition to the Middle East, parts of Africa, Europe, and other areas of Asia. Within Islam, there are five pillars. The Shahada, one's faith in God, the Salat, prayer five times a day, the Zakat, giving those in need, Psalm, fasting during Ramadan, and Hajj, a, pilgrim, a pilgrimage to Mecca at once, at least once in your lifetime. Now, as far as the ideology, ideologies, we challenge. Let's look at all three at how we challenge. As the major religions have grown and time progressed, there's always been a come a time when the masses have challenged the existence of God, the rules of religion, and the fundamental theories surrounding the faith, especially in this country of America, where everything is constantly changing around us. It's going to be quite hard to keep the religion together. Other parts of the world have a tighter reign over society, so you don't have the level of resistance like America. Now, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of places where people challenge the status quo. Yet America is different because we have dumped a lot of our societal norms as well. So when you couple that with people growing tired of religious expectations, then you have a disgruntled base. Well, with what has been said, what are those ideological viewpoints that we tend to challenge? 
how the child is born into sin and must be cleansed by some ritualistic practice. You're not going to get people to acknowledge a faith base where even before a child can come out of the womb, they're marred. Or that everyone started from two people, Adam and Eve, who went on to populate the planet. We all know that this didn't happen this way because today we have more scientific proof of life. We've excavated sites and found bones of early ancestors and the tools they used to survive. And we also know a great deal about early humans and evolution. We also have challenged the idea of a higher power watching over everyone as well. Let's look at some things that could be in jeopardy, such as religions. What if Judaism was in jeopardy? Now, I've given a quick overview of the Jewish faith base. What would happen if it were to fall apart? Well, how would it possibly fall apart? Let's observe the facts about the Jewish community. There are only 14 million globally practicing Jews compared to Christianity, 2 billion, and Islam, 1.8 billion. And most are in two countries, the United States and Israel, which is actually kind of scary when most of the community reside in small pockets of the globe, especially considering this is the oldest monotheistic religious group, they could be in jeopardy. Well, how so? When you look at history, Jews have had times in history where they have faced persecution, wiping out large numbers, such as the Holocaust, which the Nazi party in Europe killed millions. And this was during the time period of the 1920s into the 40s. Who knows what the population would have been had this not have happened? which makes sense as to why this community is so protective of their group and why parents also would prefer their children marry someone with them. Now, just because someone is culturally and ethnically Jewish does not mean they practice Judaism. This is also can hurt as well because the religion is very pivotal to the sustainability of the group. Now let's look at Christianity. What if Christianity is in jeopardy? Here's something I'm a little more familiar with because of my upbringing. Yet Christianity has many different sects that exist within it. I grew up in a Southern Baptist family, so there are more fundamentalist preachings that are taught to the congregation than what takes place once a child comes to their parent or parents and families with the admission that they don't believe in God. This is not only hurts the parent, but hurts the religion. And this is something happening, young people moving away from the fundamentals and also less fundamentalist views, which is something I spoke of in a previous episode. What else might be linked to a possible collapse? Well, 2 billion people practice, so it would be odd for Christianity to be collapsing anytime soon. If it were, are there any views that stand out over other views? There are many ones. There are many views. One would have to be that there may be a lot of Christians, but some of these are countries where the population is aging out, not replaced, or generations are moving away from religion. Numbers over time could quickly decline. Also, with the fundamental views of Christianity, especially with scientific proof over time, could put the faith in limbo. Now, what if Islam is in jeopardy? Within Islam, this is the second largest following base in the world with 1.8 billion followers. So with Christianity, I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon. Only problem is that even when the large numbers of Islam there are a number of factors which could affect the religion. The first is that the numbers are not dispersed across the world like Christianity. Having numbers in vast, having numbers in vast numbers across the globe aids in the faith base holding strong. So numbers alone are not good enough to sustain. The most obvious viewpoint is the fears that newer generations could grow restless from the highly conservative views. 
Some countries where most people engage in normal daily interactions is a legal dispute in Muslim nations. This could force people to grow tiresome and fight back against the governments that have the control. And in addition to the daily interactions, there are relationships between the genders that could come across or could, from outside forces, place the groups in jeopardy. And this might be the very reason for such so much force against the people. In addition to everything that has been said, the fundamentalist views exist that are literal and not figurative, which affects the group as time progresses, along with the ideas of technological advances, which discredit the religion. Now let's see how to save them, starting with Judaism again. How to save Judaism? Now, is the, now, is the belief in jeopardy? We can't say that for certain. Now let's assume that from the above statement regarding the faith base that it is in jeopardy. Then if it is, how do we keep the religion from falling apart? Remember I said for Judaism, the numbers are low, 14 million globally. Well, low when compared to the other two major religions. One way to preserve or increase the numbers is to encourage the fruitful and multiply method. Now, that can be tough because you have to take into consideration the cost of living. And America is a country where a lot of Jewish people live. Major metropolitan cities nearby make living expensive. So being fruitful sounds good, but is a good piece of advice. Another suggestion would be to encourage more people to be open to fellowship. People wanting to be a part of the congregation of Jews might open the door for more people to join the religion. Yes, there has always been a connection from an ethnic standpoint, and these people would not be ethnically Jewish. But people always convert to religions and culturally connect. Let's see how to save Christianity. Unlike the religion of Judaism, Christianity is the biggest and most people would say that they don't see the religion collapsing. But does bigger mean it can last? It's possible for it to fall apart faster than Judaism. Remember what I said earlier about how lax the faith base has become, especially in America. So that lax mind frame could easily put the religion in jeopardy of falling apart. So that lax behavior could be replaced easily and put in check so that people who are believers are not seen as hypocritical. Here's another reason to save the faith. And that is saying not everyone is perfect. This is often said when the behavior is something they have convinced themselves of doing that they don't want to be judged on. We have to move on from this ideology because it can cripple the base. Well, with what has been said, that leaves one more faith base, and that is Islam. If Islam is falling apart, or in jeopardy of falling apart, how do you step in to aid in existence? So that brings us to the next section, how to save Islam. If there was a way to save Islam, if it were in jeopardy of collapse, here are a few things. Number one, it has to be more of a relationship between the men and women that won't appear to be from a surface as tumultuous. Now, I don't know about daily interactions because I'm not in some of these countries, but I will say that the public persona is that there are problems. How could that negatively affect a group? Well, there could be others who perceive the relationship within the group from outside the Middle Eastern countries, for instance, that disagree with cultural norms. That leaves room for a disconnect between those that practice in the Middle East, and the rest of the world. Another bit of advice for aiding and saving the Islamic faith is to encourage a deeper understanding into Islam. Because there's so much that exists that involves stereotypes and assumptions, we need someone who is a real scholar that can articulate to the people what the true meaning of Islam is really about. Is there room for expansion? What does that mean? What is meant by this statement? Here's what I mean. 
let's say more and more people start to think about religion like the United States as the world becomes more advanced. Because there's a connection between the advancement of technology and less need for God. This means we become less connected to a higher power and look to earth for answers. How do you look at answers from unreliable people? Let's for a second say we can save religion. How does it spread so that it makes more sense to hold on to? Because the fundamentalist views would not be able to stand the test of time. You will be eventually able to visit museums and read about these truths held in society as time progresses. So we could encourage spiritual meanings that could connect to many people. This way, it can last longer without fear of falling apart. With this end statement, while we have to understand if a major religion is at risk of failure. See, when you look at the change in times, you can't help but to acknowledge that the idea of organized religion could be falling apart. Now, don't get me wrong, there are plenty of nations from around the world that practice religion heavily. Yet you can't help but notice a sign of it leaving society. Then again, when you look at the downward spiral that is the pandemic, then you have to realize that some people need more, more than just what is on earth because people alone are not dependable. Still, you can't run from the conversation that people are leaving religion. Could it be what I talked about in prior episodes? Could it be fear and control or science is replacing a lot of views? Who knows because currently, God is the gold standard still today. Thanks for listening to In the Know. And I'll be bringing you another episode regarding religion. The topic will be asking the question, how do you follow religious laws in this modern era?